We have been talking about God's promises, and today we want to look at another one of God's promises. And specifically, we are going to look at the promise of God that says you will live long and it will go well with you. Now, this promise is a conditional promise, and I'll get into that, because we've been looking at some of God's promises where he just said, hey, I am going to do this because that's who I am. But there are also promises that require us to do something first. And this is one of those promises. I want to read it to you out of Deuteronomy chapter 5 and verse 16. And I'm reading out of the Amplified, excuse me, (coughs) that kind of uh, opens it up a bit. It says, Honor, respect, obey, and care for your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you, so that your days on the earth may be prolonged and so that it may go well with you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. So you see, we are commanded to honor our parents and then promised when we do that, that will live long and it will go well with us. So I need to ask the question, who wants to live long and who wants things to go well with them? Okay, so there's a couple people don't care. <laughs> You're like, I'm too tired to raise my arm. No, it's okay. Listen, of course we all do. We all want things to go well with us. Now, and if things are going well with you, then you're good with living long. Well, God says, I promise this can happen for you, but it is important that you honor your parents. The New Testament also speaks to this in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 to 4. It says, children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on the earth. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. However, the promise is not just random. It wasn't like God just said, okay, I want you to honor your parents, and I think I'll choose, yeah, let's choose this promise. That's a great one. It is connected, and it's for a reason. And I want to show you that today, why it is so important that we honor our parents. Now, this commandment that I've read to you, uh, we first hear it in Exodus 20, verse 12. When Moses is giving them the Ten Commandments, he says, Honor your father and mother, then you will live a long, full life in the land your God is giving you. This was the fifth commandment, and the first with a promise. The word honor here means to value, respect. It has the idea of treating somebody like nobility, there's a specialness, and there is money and cost involved. Colossians 3, verse 20 to 21, echoes it again and says, Children, always obey your parents, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not aggravate your children, or they will become discouraged. So honoring our parents is so important. Why is it so important? I want to look at it a little bit again. It's not just a random promise connected. Honoring parents brings this about, living long and things going well. Why? You see, honoring our parents, first of all, shows that we are able to obey the Lord in what he asks. 
And when you're obedient to the Lord, good things happen. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, it was a commandment, and if you can just say, okay, I'll obey you, God, good things begin to happen. Look at Hebrews 12, verse 6 to 11. It says, the Lord disciplines those he loves and punishes each one that he accepts as his child. As you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Whoever heard of a child who is never disciplined by his father? If God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his children, it means you are illegitimate and are not really his children at all. Since we respected our earthly fathers who disciplined us, shouldn't we submit even more to the discipline of the father of our spirits and live forever? For our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how. But God's discipline is always good for us so that we might share in his holiness. No discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. Now, I've read the whole portion, but here he's saying, look, you learn how to obey and follow your heavenly father when you first learn it with your earthly father. Did you catch that? If you can't honor your parents here on earth, you will not honor the Heavenly Father. It won't happen. If you can't honor those that you see who care for you, you won't honor the Heavenly Father that you can't see with your natural eyes. I've seen it many times. If you have a child or you were that child who decided... I don't care what my parents say. I'm not doing anything. Guaranteed at that time in your life, you also won't serve God. Because the two are connected. If you can't honor your earthly father, you also won't honor your heavenly father. I have not met a young person who is on fire for God who dishonors their parents. The two don't happen. My wife and I did youth for many years. And we... Loved the youth, I still love youth. And we would pray for them and we believed that there was nobody too difficult or too hard for God. And we saw miracles and changed. But you know, we also saw one or two who made up their mind that they were not going to listen to anybody. They didn't think their parents knew anything and they didn't think anybody else did. And you know what? They would not serve God. So, our heart to our parents ends up being how we learn to put our heart to our father. Deuteronomy 11 verse 26 to 28 says this, look, today I'm giving you a choice between a blessing and a curse. You will be blessed if you obey the commands of the Lord, your God that I'm giving you today. But you will be cursed if you reject the commands of the Lord your God and turn away from him, worshiping gods you've not known before. So I said to you, honoring your parents causes that promise to come because you learn to obey your parents, you'll learn to obey your heavenly father. When you obey your heavenly father, it brings a blessing. When blessing comes, things go well for you. Choose to dishonor and disobey your parents. You will also do the same with your heavenly father. And he says when you do that, it brings a curse. So you see, they are connected. It's not a random promise. Honoring our parents also shows that we are teachable. 
And being teachable can bring blessing as well. Listen to Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7 to 9. It says, Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. My child, listen when your father corrects you. Don't neglect your mother's instruction. What you learn from them will crown you with grace and be a chain of honor around your neck. Did you notice with this verse, he's beginning by saying that the fear of the Lord is the foundation of knowledge. Fools, though, they despise wisdom. And he just continues on talking about children listening to their parents. Why? They're connected. They are connected like this. Honoring parents and being wise. The fear of the Lord. Trusting him. They are connected. Now, parents, yes, we play a role in a number of those verses we read. They said, you know, fathers don't cause your children to become bitter and angry and do it well. As parents, we have a responsibility as well to do things the way the heavenly father would so that they do want to follow and learn and grow. So being teachable, being willing to learn and become wise, it's a part of honoring your parents. Matthew 4 and verse 18 to 20, we read this also out of the Amplified. As Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he noticed two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me as my disciples, accepting me as your master and teacher, and walking the same path of life that I walk. And I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him, becoming his disciples, believing and trusting in him, and following his example. You see, you actually can't follow Christ if you're not teachable. The whole aspect, the whole life of following Christ hinges on the fact that you want to be taught, that you're teachable. Every disciple that followed him was somebody who said, I'm going to give up my life to be taught by you, Jesus. You can't follow him if you're unteachable. And if you are unteachable to the very first teachers you're ever given, they are your parents. You need to be teachable. That shows honor to your parents. And also then you will be teachable to your heavenly father. You know what? When you're unteachable, things don't go well for you. When you're unteachable, you really hate school. And your teachers sometimes wish you weren't in class. And things don't go well for you right from the beginning. When you go to a job, and if you're unteachable, pretty soon you don't have that job anymore. Things don't go well for you. It begins with how you treat your parents. Are you teachable? You see, honoring our parents also shows that we have the ability to be humble. Proverbs 15 verse 5 says this, Only a fool despises a parent's discipline. Whoever learns from correction is wise. And 1 Peter 5, 5 and 6, we read this. Likewise, Younger men of lesser rank and experience, be subject to your elders, seek their counsel, and all of you clothe yourselves with humility towards one another. 
tie on the servant's apron. For God is opposed to the proud, the disdainful, the presumptuous, and he defeats them. And he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Set aside self-righteous pride so that he may exalt you to a place of honor in his service at the appropriate time. Now that was amplified. You can tell it expanded it a lot. But here is the key. You learn to be humble first with your parents. Are you humble enough to receive from others? Are you humble enough to allow somebody else to be higher than you, above you, over you, if you will? I'm using those words on purpose because if that's something that bugs you, just those words will bug you. I don't want to be over me. I don't want to be above me. I don't want anybody to tell me what to do. If those feelings go through and you hear those words, I'm going to give you some great advice. Go to the Lord in prayer and say, Lord, help me to be humble. I'm coming before you to humble myself. I'm saying do that way because, boy, that is easy. Because if you don't and you continue in an attitude of pride, he will humble you because he loves you too much to let you keep going. Honoring our parents also shows that we are able to be under authority. Again, your parents are the first authority that you're under, and how you honor them and respect that authority will play out for the rest of your life. Hebrews 13, verse 17. Obey your spiritual leaders and recognize their authority, for they keep watch over your soul without resting, since they will have to give an account to God for their work. So it will benefit you when you make their work a pleasure and not a heavy burden. So there is authority over us. There's spiritual authority. There's governmental authority. There's our bosses that have authority. There's authority in our lives all the time, but the very first authority will be our parents. Listen to Romans 13, 1 and 2. Everyone must submit to governing authorities, for all authority comes from God, and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and they will be punished. All right, so that's fairly clear about us being able to be under authority. Now, when I read this portion about being under authority, you need to understand something that this is key to it going well with us and well for us, and in some cases, even living long or not. What do I mean? Let me give you an example. Let's say there's a young man. He's decided he doesn't need to listen to his parents because they don't know what they're talking about. He decides that he doesn't need their authority telling him what to do. Then what happens when he gets a vehicle and he sees a speed limit sign? Ah, I don't know who made those signs. They don't drive as good as I do, I guess. And besides, my vehicle says it can go 200 kilometers an hour. Pretty sure the guys who made this knew what they were doing. Well, it's not going to go well for you. You're going to get speeding tickets or worse. You get in a serious accident and not live long. You know, that's just basic in your face. The scripture's true. And it begins with how you honor your parents. Young people that honor their parents always honor authority. Young people that grew up wanting to do what was right because their parents asked, they do their best to follow speed limits. 
it just translates. Nobody has to discipline them or give them what for about the speed limit. They already know by the time they get there when they've honored parents. Okay, that's just a simple, really easy one. Now, not listening to authority. And as you can see, children have to learn that early on. 1 Samuel 15, 22 to 23 is a verse that shows us that not being willing to submit to authority is actually called rebellion. And when you walk in rebellion, it is not a good idea. So verse 22 says, this is Samuel, by the way, talking to King Saul, who decided he didn't want to uh, obey God. But instead, he'd do what uh, his peers and the people pressured him to do. And it says, but Samuel replied, what is more pleasing to the Lord? Your burnt offerings and sacrifices are your obedience to his voice. Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice. And submission is better than offering the fat of rams. Rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft and stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols. So because you have rejected the command of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. Saul was replaced over time with a young man named David. You go and read anything you can about David and you will see that he knew how to submit to authority. He even submitted himself to the authority of King Saul who was trying to kill him. What? God chose him for a reason. He said, he's a man after my own heart. He didn't say he was perfect, but boy, did he know how to submit to authority, even horrible authority. There's a lesson there for us. But it begins with parents. And God said that that rebellion is as bad as witchcraft. Um, Anybody need me to tell them witchcraft is not a good thing? Deuteronomy 21 and verse 18. Now before I read this, I'm going to tell you this is Old Testament law. We do not practice this. And we can thank the Lord we don't. Okay. It says, suppose a man has a stubborn and rebellious son who will not obey his father or mother, even though they discipline him. In such a case, the father and mother must take the son to the elders um, as they hold court at the town gate. And the parents must say to the elders, this son of ours is stubborn and rebellious and refuses to obey. He's a glutton and a drunkard. Then all the men of his town must stone him to death. In this way, you will purge this evil from among you, and all Israel will hear about it and be afraid. I know you're reading that right now and going, are you kidding? That was in the Bible. I skipped that. Yes, thank the Lord, this is old covenant. We don't do this. But I read it for a purpose, to show you that God hates rebellion, and he called it very clearly evil. Rebellion is evil. Rebellion is not being willing to submit to authority. I just read it to you. What did they say? He won't do anything we say. He does his own thing. He wouldn't submit to authority. It was called rebellion, and he said it's evil. All right. So church, God has called us to be strong, to be able to fight the battle, but he's also called us to show love and to be willing to submit to authority. Does anybody here think David was a wimp? As a young man, with the power of God, he killed a giant. Before that, with a sling and stone, he killed a bear and a lion. He was tough. He could fight. But he was humble. 
He was able to submit to authority. Submitting to authority doesn't make you a wimp. It makes you wise. God wants to bless you. He wants things to go well for you, and he wants you to live long. And he said, it starts with how you honor your parents. No matter what our age, we can honor our parents. Even if you were here today and your parents have passed on to heaven, you can still honor them by how you talk about them now. You can still honor them. And I can tell you this, if there were things left unforgiven, take it to the Lord. That's honoring. We all can honor our parents. We can humble ourselves and receive and learn and grow. But I don't want to end there because that's kind of a rough verse to end on. I want to end with this. Honoring our parents, according to Scripture, fulfills prophecy and unites and prepares us to meet the Lord. You see, there are prophecies in Scripture about Jesus coming. And I'm going to read one of them to you and we'll explain a little more. Malachi chapter 4, 5 and 6. He says, look, I'm sending you the prophet Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the Lord arrives. Now I got to stop there before I read on. In Scripture, in Old Testament, when the prophets would get a word about Jesus coming, they saw it all as one picture. Now we know he came once as a baby and died on the cross and he's going to return. But they would prophesy the entire picture because that's how they were seeing it. So that's why it says the great and dreadful day. It wasn't a dreadful day when Jesus was born. It was a great day. But he is coming back and he's coming back on a white horse with a sword going out of his mouth. It's a different day. But they prophesied this is what will need to happen before that day. And he said that Elijah would come and his preaching, verse 6, will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. Otherwise, I will come and strike the land with a curse. Again, you read that and you're thinking, was that just random? I'm going to send, you know, the Lord's going to come, but before he comes, hearts of children must be the fathers and fathers to children. It's not random. You see, because unity happens when children know how to submit to the authority of their fathers and fathers know how to love the children. And he said he wanted unity to come and he wanted us to be prepared for his coming, didn't he? When are you prepared? When you're able to honor one another and especially when you're able to honor your parents. Look at Luke chapter 1 and verse 15. And this is the Lord speaking about John the Baptist. And he said, he will be one of the great ones in the sight of God. He will drink no wine or strong drink, but he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even while still in his mother's womb. And he will persuade many in Israel to convert and turn back to the Lord their God. Now listen, he will go before the Lord as a forerunner with the same power and anointing as Elijah the prophet. He will be instrumental in turning the hearts of the fathers in tenderness back to their children and the hearts of the disobedient back to the wisdom of their righteous fathers. And he will prepare a united people who are ready for the Lord's appearing. Okay, here is the great news about this. It happened, John the Baptist did that, 
Many turned back. Obviously, he turned them to say, be obedient to fathers. Fathers, love your children. Jesus appeared the first time. Jesus is coming a second time. Did you know that the same thing needs to happen for people to be prepared? He's coming back, he said, for a church without spot or wrinkle. Not a rebellious, disobedient people. It begins with children knowing how to honor their parents. This is good stuff. I found a long time ago, if you want a group of people with unity, you can't have a rebel in the middle. You ever been in a work situation and it seems horrible? Guaranteed there's one person at least who hates authority. And it destroys the work atmosphere. But have some people who are good with authority and you have unity. Every time. I don't know if I should take this that far, but I hear the Lord saying, take it there. If there's a relationship that's going horrible, guaranteed one person in the relationship is not able to be under authority. Oh boy, did you have to go there, Pastor? I did. And I want to say this. I'm, I'm getting close to wrapping up here. If you feel like it has not been going well for me in any area, I'm going to suggest to you, you need to ask the Lord, what is it with me and my parents that I need to have healed? You're like, oh, come on, it can't be that simple. Actually, it can be. Many, many times when you go to prayer for people and ask the Holy Spirit, where did this start? It will have started with kids and their parents. He said it will go well with you when you honor your parents. So if it has been continually over time, everything not going well, check out the situation with parents. Ask God to forgive if there's been something you've done. If you've dishonored in some way, ask him to forgive and he will. Then show honor to your parents, not because they're perfect, but because he asked us to do it. He didn't say any there, honor your parents if they're perfect. As a matter of fact, Jesus was pretty clear. Hey, your imperfect parents know how to give good gifts. He said, even though you're evil, you know how to give good gifts. Honor them. Find ways to honor them. Think of ways to honor your older parents. And every one of us, as our parents get older, need to have in our minds, what are we willing to do to support them? And to see them blessed because they've blessed us so much. Now, I don't know, maybe you're from a family where they're so wealthy, they're going to have it all paid for before you get there. I don't know, but even if that was the case, they're going to still want you to care for them and love them and show them support. All right, so each of us today, we can look at our own hearts and say, Lord, we want to live long. We want it to go well for us. Show us, is there anything for us and our parents? 